Welcome to Mom Pod, a podcast for moms. We're your hosts, Vanessa and Diana. Come along as we learn together, laugh together, cry together, and grow together on this journey called motherhood. As I've grown through my gentle parenting journey, I've come to realize that the most important tool that I have when it comes to parenting is the connection that I have with my children. When I say connection, I mean my relationship with them emotionally, physically, and socially. It's a bond similar to a friendship that's built on mutual understanding and respect. My connection with my children allows me to be present with them, to care about what they have to say, and to make it through the tough times together. It also makes it easier for my children to be open to my guidance and to feel comfortable coming to me and sharing with me when they feel happy, when they feel excited, when they feel scared, or any other feeling that they have. Growing up, I always thought that timeout was an acceptable form of reprimanding a child for their behavior. Like many, I felt that it was much better than the physically abusive alternative of spanking. Since I've learned and I feel that they're equally unacceptable and ineffective as a means to correct behavior and that the emotional damage timeout can do to a child needs to be considered by parents who use this method or are thinking of using this method. As a student in college, I studied early childhood education. One of our courses was a positive behavior course, and during this course was the first time that I ever heard the term conscious discipline. I remember it so clearly because it really resonated deeply with me. Somehow I had never really given thought to the fact that it is just as important to foster that emotional development with our child and build a positive foundation for our children as it is to not be physically abusive with them. So what does all this have to do with timeout ruining your connection with your child? Let's get into it. So what is timeout exactly? When you send your child away after they've done something you feel is wrong to be alone, usually restricted to a location or place where they must stay for a specified amount of time, a time to quote unquote reflect and quote unquote think about the terrible thing you believe they just did. I truly believe that children inherently want to make their parents happy and do the things that they believe their parents want them to do. We put so much pressure on them to be these perfect little humans when we ourselves can't achieve the same. They're bound to make mistakes, and the way that we treat their little mistakes when they're little will determine how they feel about themselves and how they deal with the bigger mistakes when they're bigger. Time out hurts more than it helps, and it doesn't do what parents or teachers or adults hope that it does with our children. All children think about when we put them in time out is how mad they are at us, for placing them there against their will in the first place. They're not thinking about how to be better next time. They're just thinking about when you will let them come out of their punishment. When they're in timeout, they feel physically and emotionally distant from us. Now, they have just made a mistake. They did something that the adult is not proud of and probably they're not proud of either. And when we put them in time out against their will for a mistake that they made, they feel physically and emotionally distant from us. They feel that they cannot share their feelings with us because when they do make mistakes or when they do get vulnerable, we punish them for it. They feel extremely sad and disconnected, which turns into numbness and resentment over time. 
they feel unworthy and like they're a bad person. This really damages their self-confidence. They do not, in fact, think about their mistakes during timeout, nor do they truly learn from them. All they're doing when they're sitting in timeout is thinking about how mad they are at you for making them sit there and when you're going to let them out. All that timeout does is it teaches children to hide their feelings better or to hide their mistakes better, to hide their actions better for the next time. So they're not being internally motivated to be better people. They're not suffering natural consequences in life where they do something and then something else occurs because of what they did naturally. They're being punished. So they're just going to hide it better next time so that they're not caught doing it. And that doesn't teach a good lesson. So they're going to be bound to make the same mistake over and over again. And this will continue on for the rest of their life. They'll just get better at hiding it. So all of these things break the connection and trust that we have with our children and it impacts them negatively. I think it helps for us as moms to think about our ultimate goal. Ultimately, we want our children to feel comfortable enough to come to us in any situation, to know that we have their back and they have our support no matter what they do, no matter what they say, to know that they have our support. Timeout breaks our connection with our children because it sends a message to them that they only have themselves to rely on when they make a mistake or do something we don't approve of. It sends a message that we would rather send them away than deal with this situation. It sends a message that we don't care about their feelings, in a sense. Timeout teaches nothing. We talk about how we have unconditional love for our children and how it's so beautiful. Another important thing that we can give to our children is unconditional support. Unconditional support when they do great things and unconditional support when they do not so great things. We are unconditionally there for them to help them through anything, no matter what it is. Before we react to anything that our children do, we have to make sure that we are ourselves in the right space. It's best to stop and just check your feelings, check your triggers right now, check what's going on inside of you before you react, before you say something that you cannot take back or before you do something that you cannot take back. Instead of a timeout, take that time to focus on your child, a time in, so to speak. When your child does something you would usually put them on timeout for, make eye contact with them and let them know that you need to bring attention to something you feel is important. When they're ready to receive you, bring them physically closer to you. Hold them and hug them and nurture their emotions first. Pay attention to your tone, your body language, as well as theirs. Hold them and let them know that whatever it was that happened, it's okay. It does not change your love for them. Explain your why and your own feelings about the situation. Ask them questions to make sure they're really understanding what you have to say. Give them a chance without judgment to share their own feelings and opinions about the situation. They may surprise you and may even change your mind about what you're feeling. Probably not, but it will certainly help them feel heard and better understood. Together, come up with future expectations and ways that things could have been done differently. Replay and role play the situation and literally act out what you think could have gone differently. Reassure them that mistakes are learning experiences and we all make them. And then 
love on them some more. After all is said and done, and your children are relaxed and in another state of being, we have to talk to ourselves and really analyze the situation for ourselves because it will help us for future situations. It's very important to teach our children, first of all, that feelings are okay and feeling feelings are okay. Sometimes children don't know what feeling they're having. So it is important to teach them about feelings and all of the different feelings that we can have. There's a chart that we can use for our children that we will share with you where it has a lot of different feelings and making your children acquainted with these so that they can literally point out what they're feeling helps them understand what they're going through and it helps us see how we can help them best. So it's important to teach them that crying is okay. Feeling sad or mad or frustrated is okay. And expressing it is okay too. Now, we also have to teach them ways to express it where they're not hurting themselves, not hurting others, just not doing things that are inappropriate. We also can teach them ways to cope with these feelings, exercises on how to calm down, like breath work. I know it sounds like teaching your children breath work is not going to work, but I am, I can say that it does work because it works in my household. My daughter does breath work all the time. When I see that she's upset, she, she sits down and I literally see her doing breathe in for three, hold for three, breathe out for three. She, she literally takes the tools that, that I've taught her and, and uses them in those moments. And I really think that they help to calm them down when they're in a moment that they don't know what to do next. And meditation is also something that we can teach our children. It doesn't always work best in the moment, but it does work in bringing them to a place where they are more calm and they are more in tune with themselves and with their feelings. So that takes time little by little, but that's uh, you know another tool that we can teach them. And then there are ways that we can teach them that they can let out their frustrations that are a little bit more intense. I don't know, screaming in a pillow or whatever, whatever works for your family, a way that they can let out what they're feeling inside. It's important to come to agreements on what those things are and then to teach our children what they can do when big feelings come up. It's also important to talk to ourselves about what is it that about their behavior that was really inappropriate to us? Was it something that they did that was inappropriate or was it something that they did that just triggers us because of our internal struggles or issues that we have? Sometimes children behave in a way that is actually very age appropriate and common for other children. And that doesn't mean that it's okay, but it also doesn't mean that it's such a big deal where we have to go through lengths to teach them lessons about it because it could be just a phase or something that they're going through. So it is important for us to realize, is it something that's triggering us because of our problems? Or is it really something inappropriate that they need help with? So these are all things to do way after the meltdown or the situation has happened. They're not things to do when you're in the middle of the situation, because your child is not going to retain what you tell them right then and there. They're really focused in on how they're feeling and 
and we're trying to calm them down. And it's not the time to sit and analyze in that moment. This is for after and we analyze it so that when it happens next time, because or when something else similar happens next time, which it will, we know how to deal with it in a better way. Definitely practice this. So it's kind of like maintenance work. When you do maintenance work, when you have a situation, it's not really that bad because you've been working on it little by little. If you do that, you work on it little by little, you you really hone in on teaching your children about feelings and how to express them in, in good ways, then you're not going to have much fixing to do when there's an issue. So practice and maintain it and it gets easier as time goes on. So what happens when you handle situations in this positive and supportive way? You build your connection with your child rather than tear it down. Using a time in versus a time out will build your child's self-esteem and make them feel valued. It will help them feel closer to you in every way. It will allow your child to truly learn from their mistakes and change their behavior in the future. And it will strengthen your parent-child connection and make it easier for your child to come to you when they make a mistake in the future. So let's reframe the way that we look at the hard situations or the meltdowns or the mistakes. When we reframe it and we look at it in a way that where these moments are what's going to shape our relationship with our children and how we deal with these moments are going to shape our children's character for the future, we start to see them in a different way and we look at them in a in a bit of a more positive way. I know it's very hard in the moment to look at it in a positive way, but know that in the long run, all of this is happening for a reason and every single situation has a positive to it and will have a positive outcome when we approach it in the right way. So let's look at these as good things that will only make us all stronger in the end. Thanks so much for tuning into our episode this week. While you're here, please consider leaving us a rating or a written review. We'll be uploading the feelings chart to the link tree on our Instagram bio. So if you want to check that out, be sure to follow us at the.mom.pod. We also wanted to wish you a happy Mother's Day to those mamas who celebrate. And we hope you have a wonderful weekend surrounded by all those you love. Remember, you are awesome.